Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your girl Mitzi, and this is Mitzi. Let's think about it. Today, we are thinking about never truly being alone. You know, I've talked about this topic many times with other guests and just with just on my own podcast shows, you know, and I think this is an important topic that we all really need to you know, comprehend and really think about. So luckily for me, I have a special guest on my show who this is his main purpose. You know, this is his movement. This is what he's trying to tell the world, you know. So uh, welcome, Scott. And if you don't mind just um, introducing yourself a little bit more further. Hey, Mitzi, thank you one for so much for um, rescheduling with me because I brain farted last time and didn't come on. So uh, really, really appreciate it. And it's so awesome to be on with a, like a published off, author of Little Miss Puddles oh, and uh, other books, which is fantastic of what you're doing. But no, I, I, again, I'm super blessed to be here. And our tagline, other than level, let's level up with time to shine today is, you know, we're set up as a, a tribe, if you will, of we don't want to have anyone to feel like they have no one. So no matter, so that goes right along with never being alone. Um, and basically I was born in 1972, so I'm 50 years old now, but I was born during the Vietnam war. And at that time I was born, I was born in the Philippines and my father was American. He knocked my mom up, left. And at that time, bastard male children, um, were taken from the mothers because like I'm six, one, I'm two sixty, I'm pretty well put together. And if you had tens of thousands of bastard kids and the Filipinos are little people. And they were literally taken from their mothers and shipping them to Spain because they didn't want to have us physically taken over the islands, right? And trying to bully people around. That was their thought process at the time. Oh. So uh, my mom gave birth to me and I was uh, started an adoption process with an American family uh, who's in the Air Force. A husband and wife had two kids. They wanted to adopt one. And so they started the adoption process. And the woman that was going to adopt me, her father gets sick in California. So they get me a temporary passport. We go to California and her father passes away mm-hmm. and she couldn't raise. They, they, they didn't feel like they could take me out and raise me. So they, they put me in an orphanage. Right. So I grew up in an orphanage for a few years, got adopted by who I call my mother and father now um, in Michigan. And I was raised by them. But my father was a Vietnam vet himself. He was an alcoholic so was my mother they couldn't raise me so I bounced from house to house with family members so I never had I had a a total feeling of abandonment and so I what I did is I excelled at sports uh got really good got scholarship uh scholarship offers but they didn't like my 1.2 grade point average because I didn't apply myself in school so my dad's like dude you're not living here you know without paying rent so I went to the military you know, I did seven years, uh, did six tours in Afghanistan, Iraq, Somalia, uh, wow. Colombia, of all places. Uh, and uh, I built a team and did a, a really cohesive family because we were all there together. And that's the first time in my life I ever felt like I was needed, wanted. And I love my mother and father. And they know, and my dad's my best friend now. My mom's passed on. But, um, you know, he understands. He hears me on podcasts talking about it. He totally gets it. Uh, but it's just the the military brought that family together. And then, you know, I, I got into the real estate world in 1997, 98. And I, I built up a, a pretty nice uh, company, uh, own a bunch of investment properties, but I always kept people involved in mm-hmm. whatever I'm doing. And at heart, I'm an introvert. Uh, people see me on stage speaking. They're like, oh my gosh, Fergie is like nuts. He's this. I'm like, dude, I, I go into, 
a kava bar. It's like a, it's a place with, it's like a root drink. And I'll sit there with my Kindle and read and not want to be bothered. But I also have such a place in my heart to have everybody feel like they have something, uh, someone there for them. And that's why I started Time to Shine today. And so we, I interview, I'm blessed to have been able to interview 300 plus coaches, consultants, therapists, service providers, and whatnot. So if you're in a situation where you're just looking to level up, I got coaches I can introduce you to. If you're looking, if you're suicidal, like my little brother, unfortunately took his life. And so that has a, a spot in my heart. Um, you know, I have suicide counselors right now that you can talk to. So that's, I've put together an awesome tribe and I'm also my, my coach makes me brand myself a lifestyle optimization artist, which is basically a life coach. And I deal with, you know, uh, I work, I'm so blessed to work with very high end luxurious clients. Um, and it's just, it's just fantastic to have transformational conversations every day and help people level up. So I hope I didn't go too long, but that's my story. Oh, there's one last thing. My mom, my biological mother kept my twin sister. So I got to connect with her, um, like in 2004. So I guess I was 32 years old and I got to connect with her, Jovi, and she actually lives in Jersey. So it's kind of a really cool, you know, cool, cool situation. And the, and the topper on that is that I was told my biological father died in Vietnam, find out he didn't die until 2019. And I have four half brothers and sisters with him that I just connected with in February this year. So wow. that's that 23 and me spitting in the cup kind of thing and got connected. So it's, it's pretty cool. My wow. life is fun. Yeah. yeah, your life sounds like just all over the place. It is. It's yeah. it, to to be honest, it just shows how if you really want to be above the statistics and the norms that people, you know, like will damn you in, you can yeah. really be above that, you know, because let's be honest, with your situation alone, you should have been a drunk somewhere living you. homeless you know what i mean yeah. and you and you became someone better you know you're doing mm -hmm. better you're you're helping other people you have created a network around you that you are not being selfish with you know and right. i can see that you know you're not a, I, I don't see you as a selfish individual because you are trying to give people an outlet you know give sure. people an opportunity to know that not only are they not alone but there's resources there's other people that are going through what you're going through right and i think people who are able to share their testimony like yourself are mm -hmm. uh, i applaud you because we need people like you you know we need Thanks. people who are able to expose themselves in a way that it's not shaming it mm -hmm. but it's more so liberating and yeah. you know enlightening you know because there's mm -hmm. so many people that probably have your story that's been bounced around from the orphan system and mm. you know went to the military to try to escape a hectic lifestyle and and you know and it's sad to say that it's normal. You know what I yeah. mean? It's it more normal than what people, yeah. yeah. That this picket fence, oh, happy family lifestyle, <laughs> that's rare. You know, that's right. more rare in itself than people having issues because they're back then, the generation that you were grown up in and you were born into, they were messed up. You know, let's be honest. You know, yeah. mentally, they were messed up. They were going through their own hardships and they didn't know what to do. And they put that their issues on their children and the next and the next children and so on. So it's it's amazing to know that 
you change you made that change for yourself and I guess yeah. my biggest question is when did you realize for yourself that you didn't want to be like how people expected you to be or you, or, you know <laughs> does that make sense yeah absolutely absolutely I uh, during the time I always kept a huge chip on my shoulder I was like I'm gonna make money I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that and then God was like, hey, we're going to do this thing in 2008 called a, a, a real estate crash. And I lost everything mm -hmm. monetarily. And that's the year my brother Tommy took his life. And I was kind of in a spot where I was like, why the hell is this happening to me, man? I, I do everything that I feel good for myself. And then uh, a gentleman at a library of all places, because I was broke. I was so broke, I couldn't pay attention at the time, right? So it was like... I was at the library and this guy walks up to me, goes, I think you need this book. And he hands me this book. It's called The Traveler's Gift. It's by a gentleman named Andy Andrews. It's this dude that his wife, or I'm sorry, loses his job and his daughter's dying. So he's like, he, he just thinks he's going to end it, drives his car into a tree, wakes up in 1945 in Harry Truman's office, give him hell Harry, the day before he's going to drop the bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And Harry, and, and then he learns a lesson about responsibility. And then he goes in time and meets Anne Frank and learns a lesson about happiness and her issue, you know. And then King Solomon, the wisest person that's ever lived, you know, learns about wisdom. And I just took that and I was like, man, I'm not taking responsibility for what's happened to me. I understand there's variables that I can't get in the past is the past, but I learned that responsibility Missy is nothing more than the ability to respond, not react. It's rooted right in the word. So I started really responding to things, thinking things through, becoming very curious. Okay. So, I mean, I was balling out, like printing money for a long time. And then my, I, I believe in God and that's my savior and whatnot. But he was like, no, dude, we're going to test you a little bit more. And he tests me even today. Um, but I just got really curious and then started taking responsibility for myself. And then I put into action my uh, something another coach had taught me is that we're going to do a plus equal minus lifestyle. So every single day for the last 13, 14 years, I've plus is like I try to meet somebody that's above me, somebody that I'm trying to reach and, and be like, not so much be them, but they yeah. did things right. And then the equals is someone like you, where we can bounce stuff off of each other and give each other ideas. And the minus does not mean they're lesser than me, but they're trying to get to my level and help them up. So doing that, I'm never alone. And the people in this world that are within me and my grasp and my curiosity are never alone either. It so, and it also sounds like with that equation, it helps you stay humble. Absolutely. You know? And yes. I think that's the most important part is that when people get out of the struggle, they forget that hum that humbleness that that needs to be carried with them along right. the way, you know. And I don't think a lot of people remember that, you know. They get in their pride and they get they get <laughs> egotistical. Yeah. You know what I mean? They feel like, oh, I did this. It was yeah. all me. But it's like, no, it really wasn't. There was right. a team around you that really did help you. Mm. But you needed to make that first step. You needed to make that first acknowledgement. And I think my next question is, do you think your relationship with God and you find or just having that relationship with God really helped you steer your life the way it mm -hmm. did. I mean, the way it is now. 
Yeah, when I was younger, and remember, I was telling you, I was bounced around from household to household. The one of them that I they actually call my second mom and dad, and they were super strict Baptists. You know, like oh, fire and brimstone, man. going to hell and stuff. And I was like, I couldn't wait to get away from it, right? And then when I went through the military, I found myself praying to the God I couldn't go on to get away from, man. And so I started building a relationship with my my creator, my God. Um, and even through those times and to this day, even the rough times, I never bashed God, but I would have some serious conversations with him. Like, why the hell is this happening, dude? You know, you yeah. want me. And then I just keep reminding, being reminded about Psalms 23, you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, right? You didn't wallow in it. You walk through it because you got him there. You're keeping going and you're keep in, 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 in rocking forward. I keep religion out of my coaching, right? Unless they want to talk about it. But God mm -hmm. is everything to me, man. You know, he's, you know, I uh, I pray every day. I'm in uh, Proverbs. There's 31 chapters in Proverbs. There are, some months have 31 days. So I just read a chapter a day, you know, of Proverbs. Mm -hmm. And that's written by King Solomon and King David, two of the wisest people that's ever lived on this earth. And I just learned from that. And I keep myself straight. And like you said, humility. And with my plus equals minus, when I'm reaching to that plus, or even collaborating with someone like you on the equals, that keeps me super humble daily. Yeah, right. And then I, I make two New Year's resolutions every year. One, make someone smile every single day, right? So I just mm -hmm. got my, you just smiled. So awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> and number two, unless I've hurt you, disrespected you, or owe you, I give zero you know what's about what you think about me. So that's where, you know, I, I, I stay humble, but at the same time, I'm making people feel better. Right. Yeah. So that's just my, my definition of a life well lived. Yeah. And the fact that you consider yourself to be an introvert, but you still put yourself out there yeah. is, is very nice because I consider myself to be an introvert too. I love my alone time. I love just, you know, having me time. And I think mm -hmm. it really helps me. But then I realized that I can't be alone all the time. You right. know, it's not yeah. healthy at the same time. It's not like, healthy. We it's learned that good. COVID, right? <laughs> yeah, most definitely. <laughs> right. Like there's this balance that we all need to learn, especially introverts, because we get so distant sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I I love the fact that despite that you claim to be an introvert, you don't mm -hmm. let that necessarily define you, nope. you know, and you don't allow that to put up borders and put up walls in areas where, where there shouldn't be, you know, right. and I feel like sometimes that's something that introverts that claim to be introverts or just people in general who, who have that anxiety or that social anxiety issues, you know, mm -hmm. I feel like that's something that that people really need to work on. And I think leading to my next question is, mm -hmm. um, what is something that you coach yourself through or tell yourself when you're putting yourself out there, like in a talking event or around a lot of people, like how do you necessarily handle that, that you can pursue forward? <laughs> That's a great question. One, I, I make everything about them. Okay. I mean, I, I have my, my morning routine, which is all about me. You're right. And, but the rest of the day, it, I set my intentions. I, I do things for the intention, not the attention. Right. I don't care about that. But for them to lock on to me, you know, I, I speak, I'm wheels up almost every weekend right now speaking. And for them to lie, and, and I'm the trampoline guy. 
So the rebounder, I have a rebounder on stage and I go out the first two minutes as me bouncing on the rebounder and, and explaining to them the benefits of rebounding and how I use it in my morning routine. I'm like, hey, if you're this far off the rebounder, you're you're at zero gravity. You hit that rebounder, you're at four times gravity. So the lymphatic system is getting cleaned out three minutes in the morning. So I'm giving them value up front of something before I go into my speaking topic, but that also settles my nerves because I'm doing something and, and, and getting out there and it makes it a lot of fun. And I'm, and, and I'm sounds like I'm tooting horn, but I'm one of the most approached people after speaking events to, to talk in and, and say, Hey, come speak to our place. We need this kind of energy, but it's all about setting that intention about whatever I'm doing. And I set my intention before our conversation today, you know, is I want to make Mitzi's podcast be the best that I can possibly make. It's already freaking awesome. I've listened to a bunch of your shows, but to also, you know, try to level up my game to reach your level in a yeah. sense. And that's, that's what I do, man, is I make everything about everybody. I, the first 90 minutes of my day, Mitzi are me and nobody else. You know, I don't have, my kids are older. You know, like I said, I'm 50 years old, so I don't have anything but me. And luckily, I'm looking at the Atlantic Ocean. You know, I get in that. I I rebound. I'm really heavy into jujitsu. I still compete to this day at 50 years old. So I'm on the mats at 6 a.m. Monday to Friday. So I keep everything that I can do to keep myself good enough, to stay curious enough, to help people in need. Awesome. And I guess... Leading to my next question, because it does seem like you have a great foundation and you have, you know, you have a good structure and a good routine. But what do you necessarily do when it comes to those dark thoughts that come in, those depression thoughts or those ugly thoughts that may creep in? What do you do to control your mind from leading down great that question. slippery slope? Oh, my gosh, that's a fantastic question. You know what I do? I go sit in my car. OK, and. I, I put myself in the present. Okay, so many people have, including myself sometimes, a foot in the future, a foot in the past, and they piss all over the present, right? So when I sit in my car and I'm feeling depressed, and so trust me, I, you know, I, I did, you know, a bunch of tours and I've seen some stuff and those those um, creep up on me as well. If it gets really bad, mm -hmm. I call Dr. Gold and I go to the, the, the VA's mental hygiene. I sit and talk to him, but- if it's something that I know that is coming and, and you almost know it was coming, right? It's like you see it coming. I sit in my car and I look at that rearview mirror and say, that's your past, but it's so small, okay? The past is a great place to learn from, but it's not a great place to live. That windshield is everything that's in front of you, but you go nowhere without being in control of the steering wheel and, and the gas pedal and the brake. And I sit there and I will wallow. I'll cry. Uh, but it, it gets me out of an element and in, in, into an, an area where I can sit there. Okay, this sucks, man. This really sucks. Do I need to call Dr. Gold? Do I need to call my coach? You know, or can I get through this by staying here, staying present and realizing that rear mirror is small for a reason. And that's where those thoughts are coming from. It's not coming from that dashboard or that, yeah. that, that windshield, right? So it's an exercise that I do. And I've actually taken coaching clients through. And they get it. You know, you stay yeah. present and understand that those thoughts that you mentioned are creeping up are super. It, it's something that's happened to you in the past. But what's happened to you is not happening to you. And that's yeah. where I have to remind myself a lot more 
then I'll admit to you, <laughs> it happens <laughs> a lot, man. You know, no, I think you. I do, Mitzi. I thank you for that honesty because you know it. It, I would assume with how much you've been through, just bouncing around from house to house, trying to find that that stability, you know, trying to find a family, you know, and going through wars and you know, through the military. Ah. Uh, I mean, I've met people through the military and PTSD is real, you know, is Very a real thing. And you, you don't even have to that. go. Yeah. And you don't even have to go through the military and go through war to even have PTSD. Oh. You can no. have just something traumatic happen to you. And it just something can just trigger that sure. because that it happens to me sometimes. And <clears throat> unless you're around people that understand that, understand PTSD, understand what people are going through, you are all I, I feel like they're not just going to, they're not going to understand, but I right. think it's important to put yourself around people who, who will, who will understand, who, who will give you that, that, that second to just get yourself together, you know, that composure. Yeah. And I think right. that's very, that's very important, but I think the the hardest thing that people are still fighting with still to this day is peer pressure to go into drugs and to go into alcohol to to numb the pain and right. to be fit into the crowd and right. to try all these designer drugs because it's the latest and greatest and it's you easy know, to do mitzi it's it easy. is drugs are easy you know i mean i used to probably drink alcohol more than i probably should have during certain parts of my life um it, but it, it's being around like the 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 I guess you'd call it a fitness world or even the jujitsu world. There's people there that kept me in check. They're like, dude, you're getting fat. And those people are allowed to say that to me, right? Or, hey, man, you're looking flash and puffy in the face. And they knew it. And that's all they had to say. They, they It was like a gentle, razzing, if you will, reset for me. And, and that's where you you know your vibe attracts your tribe, right? And if you have that right tribe around you, that that's that's where it is and like you're part of my tribe you know hopefully i'm part of yours and like yeah. anytime it's just awesome to surround yourself with those people like you said you know that, that'll get you places yeah most definitely and i think um oh i was gonna say something but then it totally i'm sorry i cut you off i'm so sorry no no you're fine it'll come up like two hours later and i'm just like <laughs> man you'll text like... me and be like for me <laughs> <laughs> what was this? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. But um, I think your story is truly amazing. You know, the what you told me is really inspirational. And I could only imagine, I'm just hoping at least just one person in my audience, just one, you know, just one single person can just really take this and run with this. Because I think this is really important that people really need to realize that your surroundings has a big impact on how you react to Everything. things. And, right. you know, and if you're in a toxic environment, mm -hmm. the best thing for you to do is really get yourself out even if that means being alone you know mm, I, thank I, you that's what i truly believe because i have done that i had to do that i had literally had to lift myself up and move myself because i needed to clear my head and realize i wasn't the crazy one you know right. i know i'm crazy at times yeah, but i know i'm not completely crazy, crazy. <laughs> exactly exactly but i guess to start wrapping up the show before it completely cuts us off what would be some great advice that you could possibly leave myself or my audience with even though you've already been giving us great advice already what would be some lasting words that you can give us you know what don't 
don't take life too seriously because you're not making it out alive. You know, we're all going to die, man. So just have fun with life and do it scared. And if you are anything you want to do, do it scared. And if you need help, you know, get in there, get your asking gear. Those are the three topics I talk about a lot. You know, it's don't take life too seriously. You never make it out alive. Do it scared and then get your asking gear, ASK. And the, those things will help you level up no matter what. And I'm here for anyone out there. Our direct line to Time to Shine today is 561-440-3830. And we're happy to talk to anyone, no matter your situation. Even if you're just looking for a new tribe to level up somewhere, we're heavily connected. Awesome. And you're just in the States or worldwide or? I, I mean, am. Like... You know what? I'm I'm now getting international. You know, okay, so awesome. we're, awesome, we're, we we can help uh, in different uh, countries. So absolutely cool. Because I have an international um audience too, and yeah. um, I just want to just make sure if anybody in my international, any of my out of staters, they want to just reach out, just just to reach out. You it won't hurt. You never know. Right. You never right. know if somebody if somebody's in that location where you're at, or they happen to know somebody who knows somebody. You right. never know. Never know. It's, it's it's always best, like you said, to ask because to asking at least you have an answer versus to assume and versus to yes. just be like in fear. Nobody needs to live in their fear. You know that's what I feel like. And right, what what you said is just truly, truly needed. You know, for myself and for my audience and for just everybody in the world to really think about because this is serious. These are serious times that we're living and we need to not take them so seriously because it's going to kill us faster you know let's take our time (laughs) i mean there's times to get serious about situations i'll tell you what 95 percent of the time it really doesn't need it you know that's Mm -hmm. what people especially my veterans that come back you know and i do pro bono work with with veterans you know i coach them up and get them ready um for the civilian world And, and that's one thing i tell them is like listen man your heart was racing because I've been there. Your heart's racing. Your pulse is racing. So much cortisol is flowing your flowing through your body, uh, adding to stress. It's not going to happen in this world, you know, in, in the civilian world. And we're going to help them understand that. Um, and that's how they thrive. Because when they come back, they're so used to being shot at, you know, living life and death. And they get back to the real world. They're like, shit, this is easy. Is it supposed to be easy? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. here and we're blessed to be able to to help people and, and meet people like you and, and your squad out there i cannot wait to have mitzi on my show yay, yay <laughs> i know i'll be on there soon <laughs> she will Alrighty, y'all. that's that's it that's my show if you guys want to know more about scott i have his lovely photo on my website you can yay. check it out you can check out his link you have access to his podcast like he said he had a hundreds of people on there with great topics that would truly keep you thinking and keep you from getting stuck in your mind getting stuck in the in that in that rut of whatever you're telling yourself that's negative brush it away because there's help there is most definitely help and scott's the guy you know scott's the guy to truly help you and if you are a veteran you know go go seek that because a veteran from a veteran is so much easy to to understand versus somebody who's just telling you ah ignore it oh somebody who's never been through what you've been through right and i think when you find somebody who's really been through what you've gone through that really 
creates a different like seed in your mind that you can plant and 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 grow and and create something different you know most definitely so that's it that's all i have for y'all stay safe and take care y'all bye love your guts